Hi, I'm Larry Miller, but in a way, aren't we all? And this week on This Week with Larry Miller, you can hear this. Women love Valentine's Day and would like to have something nice sent to them. And most men know that it's a minefield. So it's a very, very important and dangerous day for men. There's a commercial that was just running talking about Valentine's Day saying to the men, this year, get it right. And I thought, well, actually, that's a terrible thing to say. Because number one, what is it your business, what I do on Valentine's Day? But, But the main thing is... That's the exact wrong move. If I ever got it right on Valentine's Day, then doesn't my wife have to look back and forward for the next 50 years and think, he'll never get it right again? So it actually ruins the day, ruins every other day for me. I know what my obligation is. I'll get something. Tune in at LarryMillerPodcast.com and you can listen for free through iTunes or the new Adam Carolla app. We'll see you here. Okay, welcome podcasters, as we always do. Um, Before we we begin the show, uh, with Ray and I, we do a little segment in the jazz series. And today we'd like to do uh, a beautiful song, words by Sammy Kahn and music by Julie Stein, two giants in the field of music. And jazz really liked what they they had to say. Uh, so a real swinging it's you or no one, but then a beautiful ballad um, by Vincent Yeomans, so it's an old one. It's called More Than You Know. Welcome to Life Lessons with Jim Carolla and Ray Oldhofer.
Okay, welcome podcasters. We're back. If you remember our little chapter of last week when we, we were um, in a base camp right at the foot of the mountain for the climb. So we're all about people interested in kind of exploring a little higher level consciousness um, met at, at, uh, at our grounds. And we also remember last week some people forgot to bring this or some didn't want to pay for the uh, the, the share that they had to pay for, uh, all different kinds of, and these were all different parts of our personality. Borrowing food, Borrowing. no shoes, right. where's your jacket? Right, so we get, you know, we always say that we have, a, we have these rogue cells, and there's dif- different aspects of them. Okay, so we, but we anyway, we took off for the first ridge, um, and everybody, hook or crook, followed even those with the wrong shoe on the wrong foot, but somehow we began. Okay, let me just do a quick review of some of the points of last week so we can move on. So we're looking at the history of a thought from silence to completion. It's very important, the history of a thought. The mind is often bored, restless, 
and judgmental. So we go from silence to awareness, a thought ar arises, and we don't chase it. That's the idea. So a, a thought comes up um, just like a cloud. It starts to come, and we don't chase it. We watch it. If you continue to watch for the thought, really without getting involved in it, just literally like you would watch anything, um, you will see that there's a growth from silence that has to come from silence, if we want to be awake to it. It comes from silence. Um, it goes into reproduction. That's where we begin to get associative voices coming in. Um, and now if we feed it, it's going to get more if we go from memory and add in things to it and get stronger. And then if we just would watch it, so it's the birth, the reproduction, and the death of a thought. It's very important. We're going to continue to understand that the life cycle of the thought needs to become conscious. It can't just be automatic, just taking us over and thinking anything at any time, at any moment. We need much more direction to thought. But a lot of, a lot of one's day can be... Um like automatic, you know, where you're not even conscious that these thoughts are just running your show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, Ray introduced the term of automatic. They certainly are automatic. They have a life of their own, and they come and go just the way clouds in the sky, and they'll go wherever they feel like going. So um, we, can't, we can't move from, we have to find a place in ourselves to look at it and not move towards it, or it'll give it energy. It'll gather a train of thoughts, um, past associations, obsessions, all, all kinds of things may come. So we don't want to make it bigger than what it is. On the other hand, we're also, we also um, are not going to um, kind of tangle with it either. But we're going to do one thing. Remember what that one thing is? Podcasters, we're going to watch it. And understand that watching is a very important tool. So we reside in our awareness in a calm way and we simply watch. You know, I've been doing the sittings for a couple of months now. You know, every day, haven't skipped, have my logbook and... Um, I've been doing the breathing, you know, at least two, three times a day, depending on the day. But I noticed that that wakes your watcher, you know, and that will put you back, you know, gathering yourself and doing the breath count. I do a count to um, 50 and then backwards to zero and 10 minutes in the morning. And that, that'll, that'll wake you up. It'll bring you back, you know, instead of, because I, I, you know, I have a tendency to, to more or less be a little out of control, and that that can give you some watching ability, and and you don't have to be, whatever you might be, you know, whoever you are. But the the to, and it's funny that you had mentioned before in the mornings that it's much um, easier, and if 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 you, like, I haven't skipped. My med my sittings, but 
Um, I have skipped my breathing, and then before you know it, it's 9 p.m., and it's like, what the fuck happened? It's mm-hmm. like you didn't, you didn't check in, you know? And you can really feel that in your body because of the f- fatigue and your head's run amok and everything else. Mm-hmm. Okay, podcasters, you're getting a, an experience of Ray who is uh, starting to do uh, some short sittings in the morning, morning and telling you what he's going through. So... Let us know, if those who have tried it, let us know what happens for you. All these experiences will be different. Um, Bring on different things, different feelings. So finally, just to finish up from last week, the gradual crossing over from ordinary mind um, with all its um, obsessions and drivenness and so on uh, to a higher mind um, or pure awareness as the beginning of a transition to a higher consciousness. So this is a bridge for those who are willing to pay some dues here of quieting yourself, finding some silence in the morning, preferably, and just watch what's happening, not expecting anything, not making anything happen, just see what happens. We must develop an inner center to work from so the watcher can be on duty. Okay. Um, you, you, you say that like it, it, that's no easy task right there. <laughs> oh, no, no. That's... that's I mean, I'm laughing because what you said in the paragraph there is um, behind that is a lot of work. Yeah, look, when you're moving, when you want to move on to a second development, it's like another birth again. Um, You're going to have to come up against some powerful parts of ourselves as we will explain as we go on. So... Ideas alone are not enough. No matter what you hear from me or read, or it's not enough. Um, um, but that's that's what we that's how we need to start. That's all we can do. So we need a some kind of little preparation of mind, something that can uh, allow to penetrate through our hearts, through the very tissues of our body. It has to be deep penetration. But it starts just with words, which make it stay. If it stays at the top of your head, and then it'll just join the other parade of thoughts, it will go nowhere. It won't be able to reach any depth at all. So we have to start with words. We have no other way. Um, so, but I want you to know that. You know, you know where else we can know that, where you can get those words from, our sponsor. All right. Hey, you guys, this is Ray with Life Lessons with Jim Carolla. And this is a plea because business is business and our business isn't doing so well. So please help us out. You got that? And I'm not kidding. Help us out. So go to Life Lessons website and click through the Amazon banner and help us. Come on. Now, that's a plea and it's a good one. Do so. Thanks. Okay, we heard from Amazon and Gary has an email for us. Let's hear it, Gary. Okay, guys, this is coming from Craig in Glandora. It says, Hi, gang. This podcast brought up a lot of memories of hiding out, wanting to be invisible, 
every day walking out the door of my house cloaked in fear and not having an adult in the house to really connect with. I did have a father figure in a father of a friend of mine similar to Ray's Boatman. He saw me and helped me survive by just wanting to be around him. I remember when I was in high school and started partying with all my so-called friends, doing dangerous stuff like driving a car when everyone, including the driver, was smashed. I would see him in my mind's eye, kind of like my consciousness, and I would feel bad in a shameless kind of way. Thank you, and keep it up. Craig. Okay, Craig. Very good. I mean, you, I can tell just by your question that you're catching on to the kind of um, the way we're, we're presenting this. And that uh, you found a, kind of a mentor, um, just the way um, uh, Ray did, and um, it sounds like you got through a lot of things and you're still kind of hanging together. And I'm glad you said that invisible felt invisible. Because today, in fact, I want to talk a little bit about invisibleness. Um, so you 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 preempted kind of what I was going to talk a little bit about today, but keep it up and see. Um, you know what kind of path if you're interested in because you'll need to do some work and some practices. I don't know what your background would be. For now, you could follow this show and hope it'll give you some possibility of a direction for your own work. Ray, you want to? Uh, uh, well said. I mean, and and it sounds like the way you worded your question, like Jim said, you're you're onto it, and you know keep putting your feet in the water and um exactly that just keep doing it and appreciate you listening <clears throat> okay and podcasters uh keep them coming we really we really want to hear from you maybe gary can give us um yeah if you uh, guys want to want to send in emails you can email us at jimcarolla at adamcarolla.com or you can twitter that <laughs> or you can Twitter us at LLWJC or go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash LLWJC. Make can Twitter me too. Twitter at Raymond Oldhofer or is it Ray? It's just Ray Oldhofer. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one. So what were you saying, okay. Jim, about the that he preempted you? Yeah, well, I'm going to get to that shortly. Um, but that, that was a... A person I felt has some potential for um, uh, doing some work. But follow and see if you can hear something that could lead you somewhere. So we have to start with words. But ideas are only the first. We have to start with what? We have to start with words. The main idea, the point is that even to begin this climb, to know that there is going to be an indispensable inner struggle. So, Gary, you can hear that. Uh, there's going to be a struggle, and the preparation of the mind is a necessity. Sooner or later, the mind must be stable enough to get through many challenges as the demands of the climb begins. Because, remember, we start with what I call a bric-a-brac mind. You know, if, I don't know if you had the experience of going in a bric-a-brac shop like Venice or places like that, they have these little shops. I call them bric-a-brac shops because they have things all over the place. So if you walk bric like a souvenir shop. So that's it, yeah. So you can go in and get all kinds of things and 
It's like if you're walking in saying, um, no, if the, no one's there at the desk to guide you to something, you may call, hello, is anybody there? You're trying to find out if anybody's home. And a voice comes to the back saying, look, I'm busy doing something now. Um, go look for what you want. So we go look for what we want, but all kings are all mixed together and, and the records and the, the pipe, uh, toilet pipes are mixed together and um, dust is all over the place. Things are not in the right or, order. You can't find anything in this bric-a-brac shop. Um, you may call to the owners, anybody that can, in me or in this shop that can help, but the owner doesn't seem to think it's important enough to come to help out. That's the mind. Yay. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, wow. Things all over the place. We all had the experience of being places that are disorganized. The bric-a-brac mind. And you can see why you need to have that somewhat together for anything to really happen. Um, well, that's that the shop you just described, um, much like my house, but getting better. <laughs> um, it makes it kind of impenetrable if you're not if you're not uh, at a base level taking care of some stuff. I mean, that description of like pipes with um, you know souvenir magnets and postcards and this mm -hmm. and God knows what. I mean, I think everybody has that at, at some at some level. Yeah. So now some are more, you know, the, the, I'm talking about some things in general. Well, it's, some have it emotionally. Yeah. Know, I mean, their, their, their souvenir shops might be in a different realm. Yeah. The, the emotions will come even in the trying to get something out of the so-called owner and his attitude and so forth. So emotions may also come up. So the bric-a-brac state of mind really needs our attention. Our emotional reaction system needs repair. This is how we're starting. Our self-centered narcissism is stuck in childhood. The relationships between other people um, uh, are usually difficult. Um, hard to be, intimacy is hard. So we have at those levels we are struggling to try to find um, a beginning. Now, as, I, as, as, I, as we get ready to move to the next ridge, and everybody's getting their gear to move on in this, in this, uh, and it's moved to higher, I want to warn the group about what I call um, the beasts of the heart. As we come, there's going to be a forest as we continue up this mountain. And in that forest is going to put us in touch with the beasts around our heart, the monsters that live blocking our heart from hard-heartedness, and we form more of a hard-heartedness. Um, we're going to be looking for these beasts. Once we have freed a beast, and I'll talk a little bit about that, we see the structure witness the function that it plays, and we see how it forms our life. These beasts um, um, are there for a reason. 
they were they were caused. I want to say it this way. The way of the, the, the heart, if we're going now going for a little softer heart now, the way of the heart takes us into the forest of the beast. We go to the face of the beast, the beast and dwell in them. In other words, now we're, we're getting the warnings. We're beginning to see as we get into the forest, it's almost a little scary to go. These beasts are the active manifestations of the shadows in our lives. All we are most attached to, all we most fear, and all we most repress. Everything we're running from is in this forest. So we are, here we are, smack dab, in a place that we ordinarily wouldn't want to go because it's everything we're trying to escape from. The first experience is usually an external threat. Um, we're afraid. But as soon as we come to know them, we realize there are aspects of ourselves most in need of love. These beasts, though they're tough and they growl and so on, they're most in need of attention and love. Now, we usually project them, we project them onto other people. That's why relationships are so difficult, because this own shadow, this own growling inside us, now gets put into a relationship. This is something that Dante and uh, the Inferno um, kind of attested uh, to. Poets tell us about these hidden forces inside us that um, we're afraid to see the visibility of them. Um, so be prepared for the beasts in our hearts to begin to come and see what they are. Now this takes time. I'm just introducing this. It's, it's funny you mentioned that they're all... Um this is what you're trying to avoid, but yet they need the most attention. Yeah. It's like what you're on your horse about, and yet you got to get off your horse and hold them. It's, it's, it's contradictory to what most do. It really is. And with that, let's, um, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Have you ever wanted to send anybody a personalized gift, like a mug with your face on it, something along those lines, or initialed? With their initials, maybe? You know what you got to do? Check out personalcreations.com. They're the experts in personalizing and have tons of great gift ideas for friends and family of all ages. They have tons of incredible products for home decor, keepsakes, jewelry, apparel. Everything can be personalized. Everything and anything. You can put your mug, their mug, whoever's mug you want on it. Plus, personalcreations.com is giving our listeners 20% off the entire order. Hurry, this amazing offer won't last too long, so get on it. Plus, personalcreations.com is giving 20% off to our listeners. And we're grateful, and you should be too. So hurry up, this is an amazing offer, and it's not going to last long. Here's how you get 20% off your entire order. Go to personalcreations.com. That's personalcreations.com. Click on the star and type in lesson. Don't wait. Order now, man. Help us out. Thanks. Okay. To find the beast, we must, must, send, we must enter the forest. There's no way around it. There's no shortcuts. There's uh, no way to skip it. 
walking into the darkest parts of our own shadow. We're going to meet ourselves. We think we're meeting other people. That's, that's much what a relationship is made up of. It is the most frightening and yet exciting thing we can do. Um, we go to meet all the things we have spent our whole life hiding from. Yeah. Wow. And here are the smack dab right in front of us. We don't know what they are, what, they f uh, what form they will take, or what will they encounter. It's the ultimate adventure, really, to begin to face the beasts. If we complete the adventure, we become um, uh, master of the inner landscape. Um, and they, those beasts won't frighten us as, as much. But we have to go right to the bottom with them and really see us looking in into our own eyes um, and realizing, beginning to take the responsibility for I'm, I'm meeting myself, not all those people that I project into. Wow. That's pretty awesome. That's a big one. So I just want to introduce that. Um, so you, you can begin to... Um, as each beast comes forward, we see it. It has a face, and that face is our own face. The traits that have sunk into the invisible for Gary, these parts that have gone in, in, inside us, the invisible, and we can't see the impact they have on us. We, f we find them threatening until we can begin to get to know them. We have a vague uneasiness. We sense constriction and we try to fill the emptiness with the substitutes of activity. So we find ways uh, at the beginning to avoid and not call them for what they are. And we... Um, and the activities, the desires, the addictions to fill the constricted loneliness uh, um, because there, there's like a hole inside us and um, we've tried to fill that void with all kinds of things. But particularly sexuality. I look for sexual relationships as a way of finding a sanctuary of warmth and vitality because I had none within my own capacity to summons. I can't do it myself, so I go to um, sexuality, and that, um, and that fills a little bit of the void. We're looking for a sexual relationship where it was only I can find within myself, but I keep looking at it um, that the sexual part will fill it. Because there's something in us that can't. We can't summon something to solve our own pain. That, that, that's, I mean, that's every broken marriage. That's, I mean, you're talking about the population. I mean, if you think about it. Yeah. Different versions of that, yeah. That, that probably was one of the top three most profound things you've ever said there. Uh, 
about the beast of the heart. Yeah, and the you know how it gets caught up in the well, especially I think for men it gets caught up more in the sexual center than for women with the exploitation of women. I mean, I know I'm guilty of that and fulfilling myself through that, and it still left you void and vague and waffling. You know, it doesn't matter how many exploits or trysts you might have, it's not going to, it's not going to, you know, quench your thirst. It's just not, it's not the, because it's not the truth. It's not what you're really looking for. I mean, you're avoiding, obviously. Yeah, it's using something because we really haven't found something in ourselves. It's not that anything's wrong with sexuality, but it's the, it's the use of it. And to become aware of just how I am with my partner, um, the sincerity, the the sharing, um, and so forth. Um, so we're going to spend some time with the idea that the gates of our heart, the hard-heartedness, are these beasts. And we're going to have to meet them straight on. We're going to have to go right into that jungle, that the forest, and begin to see them little by little, step by step. And as I continue this for next week, uh, I'll use more uh, psychological ideas and examples and so forth. But today I just wanted to introduce it. So for you podcasters, um, try to see uh, a sense of traits in me um, that annoy me, angers in me, uh, voices of other people that are in me. Yeah, it's funny when somebody really gets your goat or like, you know, I can't stand that motherfucker. You know, when you do that, which we all have, if you really look at that and stay with it, it it's a mirror and you go, wow, okay. I can't stand that motherfucker me. <laughs> you know, it's not really the other person. It's it's you. And that's a that's a that's an eye opening thing to catch. I mean, I've done it many a times. Or when you were talking before about, you know, automatic negative thoughts, you know, to catch yourself doing that or to catch yourself like what I just said with somebody or whatever, like somebody rubs you the wrong way and instead of a compassion or a um a forgiveness for them it's like the 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 anger and the anger isn't about them it's about you yeah well there's different yeah different versions of that according to remember i'm talking more in general um we'll have to find this out for ourselves as we go along as i'm able to present more um this idea is old in history i mean um um Dante's Inferno and important poets have spoken about it. Um, something, there's forces that we just, they're invisible forces and they rule our life. And we're more like, you ever see children at the surf of a beach? They're kind of playing with the seashells and throwing sand on each other. But right in that ocean, a little ways out, there's tremendous complex forces going on. But we could stay at the beach and be like little children and just uh, play with seashells. 
But there's something much more important out there. Um, but eventually we got to grow up. And one of this part of growing up <coughs> is opening up our hearts and being able to begin to have the heart and mind come together more so I can feel what I think and think what I feel. They're more um, connected. And therefore, what we're going through is more true for us because those centers are more united in our bodies. Okay, I'm looking at our clock here and I see we're coming to the end today. Um, so folks, let us know you're there. That's, that's important. And we'd like to, um, you know, uh, make a personal contact, I mean, through what you're saying and uh, try to answer our question or share our experience. Um, so the hope is that uh, something in you might want to find a serious journey someday. But right now, we're just climbing the mountain. And we're, we made it over Ridge 1, though. We made it through Ridge 1. We're now beginning to go into the, the forest of our hearts. And that's the one we're going to be continuing next week to learn more about the beasts in the forest of our hearts. Okay, so um, I'm glad we had for the, the email. That was Craig, Greg. Craig. 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 We thank him for that. We hope more will come. And um, I wish you well, podcasters, and see if the work interests you for doing something of your own, such as a short sitting in the morning or the beginning of mindfulness or the counting exercise or the three-pause count we did. Breath. From breath three, I'm sorry, three-breath count uh, we got from Buddhism. What I'm giving here is in, uh, integral. It's part of, in other words, I'm borrowing something from traditions. I'm borrowing them from Buddhism and Christianity and um, I'm mixing them all with also a little philosophy thrown in, all mixed in with um, Western psychology. Okay, so look forward to seeing you next week. Bye. Reach the show on Twitter at LLWJC or email us at jimcarolla at adamcarolla.com.
You're listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network.